0: Yeah. <laughs> Greetings, and welcome to this special Square Enix Just Blew Our Minds edition of the Thirsty Mage. This is the podcast where friends can meet and have a pint and talk about RPGs, and we have some big news to discuss tonight. Before we get into it though, I just want to remind everyone to subscribe on their podcast player of choice. We are now bi-weekly, so you don't want to miss any of the episodes. Also, if you have any friends that you think would enjoy the show, be sure to let them know. We always have an extra seat at the pub. I am your host, David Lloyd, and joining me at this late hour tonight is Nintendo World Report owner mr neil ronahan
1: i am here to talk saga games because that was weirdly like half of square enix is direct and felt like the saga gaga that's where we're at
0: happy to hear about it being on the switch it's a saga in particular is uh, i've never gotten really into it touched on it but uh, i'm looking forward to jumping into that one
1: when it hits the switch at some point coming yep. soon apparently but let's start with the big stuff, because, like, they're, like, it's it's not Nintendo, but I think that Final Fantasy VII Remake was possibly, like, I can't think of how you could have unveiled that better than how that opened the Square Enix Press Conference.
0: That was absolutely beautiful, like, from the music to the opening pullout uh, from, uh, Aerith or who whatever, whoever they end up, whatever it's, name it, it, they, they're going to use. You know I'll go using. with. I'll
1: go with it. It's Aerith. Aerith is the name that they're using in the remake. Um, they used Eris in in the Final Fantasy VII PlayStation One One, even in the the remasters. But now, you know they're 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 doing Aerith. Yeah. So I'll stick to I'll stick with that, even if it goes against what I played as a child. That's right.
0: and Midgar looks absolutely
1: breathtaking. Yeah. Like, and that's the crazy thing is that, so so this is going to be on two Blu-ray discs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, w- I was joking that, like, oh, yeah, when it comes to Switch, you can just put it across, like, eight game cards. Because that's <laughs> what we'll need. <laughs> um, uh, and it's just, th- this part, they, they have confirmed that Final Fantasy VII Remake that that is slated to come out in March of 2020 will just be Midgar. But it will be, uh, it seems, they haven't given a specific time of how long the game will be, but it seems like it might be like a fifteen, twenty hour game. Like that's the vibe that I'm kind of getting from what they're saying. They said like it'll be a full experience. It certainly seemed that way. They're adding a lot to the Midgar section. I don't know if that necessarily means in the well, I guess there are there is story additions. Cause if you look at like like the Sephiroth interaction that they've they've shown in a couple of the they or at least they've teased in a couple of the videos that they've shown. Um like you don't actually see Sephiroth uh, when you're in Midgar, you just kind of follow the his wreckage. Yeah. Um. In the original version of the game, so it seems like they might be expanding on that. There's like the weird ghost stuff that surrounds Aerith when Cloud meets her. Uh. So so they 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 might be adding more to the story.
0: Yeah, it definitely looks like there's going to be. It's not going to be just the same vanilla story that we grew up with before. There's obviously going to be a lot more detail, a lot more depth. I hope we get a lot more detail into Don Corneo. Yes. What's his story?
1: <laughs>
0: we need a backstory and you know a, a visual history of uh, how he came to be. And but it, on a serious note, they it looks like there's going to be a lot more avalanche. Yeah. Backstory and uh, maybe to, we're going to see a little bit more of their motivation and s- their feelings. Just spend more like, time like, with them. Yeah, exactly. It was showed they were having like that discussion after. The initial explosion, so it's you're gonna kinda get an idea of how they felt
1: about what they were doing and Yeah. Yeah, because I mean I was struck by replaying uh Final Fantasy Seven, I think I was out of Midgar in four or five hours. And I I wouldn't say that I was leisurely doing it, but I also wasn't necessarily rushing. Um They're just like, yeah, I think your first time through in Final Fantasy Seven you know, the Midgar could take a lot longer, but like even even like a lazy playthrough, you're in and out in under five hours. Like there's there's a couple story beats that you hit. Um, and it just seems like, yeah, a lot a lot deeper. And I'm not sure how the pace of combat will go, but combat's gonna be hella different. And I think it it looks really cool. Yeah. Very very kingdom heartsy. But it seems like I mean, even maybe even a, a little xenobladey i might say because it seems like you have a basic attack that you use and then you can kind of set up using different other attacks like you do have an atb bar that you fill up and then you can use you know stuff like braver uh you can fire off materia that that goes right into the weapon they showed like how like cloud sword had two spots for materia that you could put in there which is just a really cool touch yeah um Okay. They have the differences in characters, how, how you know, Cloud's a melee fighter, but then Barret can attack from afar. They showed an entire boss fight that just, you know, like... the looked insane. The fact, yeah, the, <laughs> was... the way that you bounce between the playable characters yeah. is just really cool. And it seems like it can kind of set you up to uh, setting up strategy. And it, like, it it's super Xenoblade-like in that regard, where you're fighting a big monster and you're trying to, you know spatially use your characters to get around and, and kind of mix between turn-based and action RPG qualities.
0: Well and that's the thing is I was lamenting the what what seemed like the death of the turn-based combat of Final Fantasy 7 uh, and I think that might have been premature is yeah <laughs> <laughs> jump the gun on the on the, the yeah. death of the turn-based because that bullet time edition where you know you build up your ATB meter and then it basically freezes time um, I love that you could still move the. Ca- I don't know if that's gonna be part of it, but if you can still move the camera around while you're frozen in time, that that's a, a pretty cool addition. And then to be able to yeah. use the turn based uh, mechanics at that point, so like using items or using, the, like you said, the braver attack, or um, uh, yeah, it, it looks incredible. And then to be able to, yeah, the switching between the characters is is a great addition. Of you don't want to get stale if you're always cloud and always using like a sword attack to be able to flip over whenever you want to to bear it and then uh, i really enjoyed it in that boss attack too that like the the
1: dialogue between the two as they're fighting yeah (laughs) yeah like that seems like that's going to be a hard thing to probably do well especially as you get deeper into the game and your party can change dramatically yeah um although although i guess as far as your party getting that deep and if If they really are just staying in Midgar, you're going to have, what, five characters by the end of that? Because you'll have Cloud, Barrett, Tifa, Aerith, and you get Red Thirteen near the end, right?
0: Yeah. Well, and then, so, and the Red Thirteen would be at the very end. Yeah. Assumingly, so you probably wouldn't have to worry about him for the most part. Uh, So it would mostly just be the four. I'm also curious how they're going to handle that, because obviously you wouldn't, you wouldn't have, like, are all four going to be... Switchable? Like, are you going to be able to f- to go through them all? Because obviously, we had the three three member party in the original, that's, but now that's I, not as big. I of believe
1: a in in everything that they showed. It seems like it's only three characters in your party at one time. Okay, well, that'll be an interesting um, choice then, because
0: in my latest playthrough of Final Fantasy VII, I pretty much ignored Aeris uh, in in that game, uh, knowing yeah. knowing yeah, for, the impending for, uh, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, no, I used her a lot in Midgar, actually. And once I got out of Midgar, I'm like, "What am I doing doing anything with her? She's she's <laughs> yeah. on borrowed time." That's Uh, but yeah, like I, I was I was kind of on board for this game, regardless. Um, especially after replaying Final Fantasy VII for this very podcast. Um, I was definitely very curious about it. I went from just being like. Academically curious about what they were going to do with this remake to like uh, circling March 2020 as like gonna play me some Final Fantasy 7 remake until they inevitably delay it yeah. um, which which I like I I think this will come out in 2020 that's 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 where I'm at. I don't think it'll come out in yep. March. No, well, I don't know. It looked... Uh, although, like it... there, there might be a lot of pressure with that because Avengers, which we're not going to talk about here because we didn't see... The voice actors seem great. That's yeah. that's what I have to say It's, it's unconfirmed.
0: The, the genre is unconfirmed at this point, I would say.
1: Yeah. Um, but Avengers is coming out. Uh, it's slated for May 2020. So I, I'd imagine that there's probably going to be a big push on Square's behalf to get this out before the end of the fiscal year in March. Mm-hmm. Well, um, what they showed us, like we, we
0: actually got to see real gameplay. So yeah, I mean, hopefully they're close and then, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that story though. Cause like, even from the little that we saw, it, it looks like a lot of it's getting flipped. Like those ghosts, of yeah. Zephyr off right right off the bat. Are like, okay, something's, it's going to be different. And i looking forward to that, uh, the fight up going up like i uh, there's probably going to be a lot more levels to uh, the Shindra building yeah. and, and i'm looking forward to seeing uh, rufus and <laughs> i'm excited yeah
1: yeah 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 they haven't shown the turks like at all yet have they
0: no no well you know even, it's even funny to, those ghosts even tonight like are they, are they replacing the turks with those ghosts or something cuz that was kind Maybe. of around the time when the turks show up is is uh, because that kind of looked like the point where she was picking the flowers and the cloud met up with them, so it's... Yeah. Uh, that would be disappointing, though, if
1: they made the Turks, like, a bunch of spectral ghosts or something. Like, I... I'm not going to say I have full confidence, but, like, I... I, It's the kind of thing where it doesn't invalidate the original game. That's kind of been my logic with looking at the Final Fantasy VII Remake since it was first announced. Yeah. And, like, it... it I don't know exactly what the original form is because there was a whole thing where CyberConnect was working on a version of the game, and then it wasn't coming together. So then Square booted them, and now it's being done internally. Basically, I think it's the Kingdom Hearts Three team is working on this. Yeah. Like, like that's a, like I think that Final Fantasy Seven, the original game, is still imminently playable right now. So if this game turns out to be crappy, like I'll just go back to the old version. It's fine.
0: Yeah, I'm viewing it as its own thing. Like, I don't think whatever happens that it's not going to change my opinion of the original, and I'm not looking at it as the same. Like, so I I'll I'll give them some extra leeway on where they want to creatively take it, because obviously, uh, just with the way it's set up, they they really do have to add more. So I'll have faith for now and and hope for the best. How much uh, lighter is your wallet gonna be when uh, March third comes around?
1: Um, I'm just getting the normal version. I don't know. three tiers of craziness. You do that because guess what? Final Fantasy, Se- Final Fantasy VII fans are gonna buy a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> right. There seems like that's what they
0: do. Oh, they'll they'll sell plenty of those uh, three hundred dollar versions. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, uh, how about we move on to the the next Final Fantasy announcement: the Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition. Yeah, like that. That was supposed to like be out by now, I think. Yeah. Um, well, they didn't
1: give it much time. A little bit yeah. of
0: music, a uh, few few seconds. The music's uh, great. It's yeah. a
1: banger soundtrack. Um, and it's coming out. Uh, they said this winter. Which, it's a game. I'm I'm not gonna say I'm super jazzed for Crystal Chronicles, but at the same time, like when it comes out, I'll play it. Like yeah. especially with online co-op, like that's. That that's a game I I had a lot of fun playing that back on GameCube, uh, complete with um, finding a Game Boy Advance to GameCube uh, connector cable so I could play it with friends. Um, now I don't have to do that. That's that's enticing, yeah. uh, but I'm I'm glad this game's coming back because it's a it's a really fun game.
0: Just a little worried it's going to get buried because if
1: it's winter, there's going to be a lot coming out this this holiday. Well is there? Like, I don't know if you noticed from all the other E3 stuff, like, it's <laughs> like pretty much the Jedi game and Death Stranding yeah. as far as, like, big games on other consoles. I mean, like, Nintendo's got Pokemon and, uh, right now we're we are recording this before the Nintendo Direct, but there's still, you know, Animal Crossing, Luigi's Mansion, other possibilities, who knows of what's coming out this holiday. Um, is pretty much the only company, as of recording, that, uh, that it's a wild card. Everybody else has kind of laid their laid their hands on the table. And by the time you listen to this, uh, we'll all be dumb. Yeah. Because uh, because you you <laughs> probably will have heard the Nintendo Direct.
0: Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see what it'll be up against from, from Nintendo because the Final Fantasy ports now, I wouldn't say, had too much to contend with from Nintendo. Like, with Nintendo's yeah. uh, second half of the year being much
1: denser than their first half of the year. Uh, I feel like Crystal Chronicles, your reasonable expectation is probably on par with World of Final Fantasy. Yeah, I, w- I would say so.
0: Um, I mean, the other thing too is Crystal Chronicles is like the GameCube crowd wasn't that wasn't that big at the time. Although that I guess I suppose that was the only Final Fantasy you could play if you.
1: It was it was Final Fantasy's return to a Nintendo console after what almost a decade.
0: Yeah, it'd be pretty. I guess close. Final Fantasy
1: si- Final Fantasy VI was the last game before then. Although uh, we're leaving out the fact that. Uh, well, actually, no. There was even an era where I don't think Square Square kind of left the Game Boy too. But yeah, I think there was yeah because they did like Wonder Swan versions of yeah. Final Fantasy one and two. Can't think. Yeah, I don't um, think there was like new IP or anything. Like it was all the Game was Boy a stuff was reused. Yeah, and, and know, I think by the time Crystal Chronicles came out, that's where you had you had they had like that those couple years where there was like a mana game on every platform. Like I think, Sword of Mana, which is the remake of the the like original Game Boy one. Uh, there was Heroes of Mana on DS, um, but anyway,
0: are we are we considering Dragon Quest Builders two? Sort of an RPG. Um,
1: I not exactly sh- sort of. Like I, I also feel like we didn't hear. They spent a lot of time on it, but I don't feel like we heard a lot of news. Um, that's also we That's a game that's already out in Japan, and it's not like like I'm. I'll probably play it. I like the first one, um, and I liked what I played of the second one a lot when I played it at PAX East.
0: From my understanding, I think too, there's more focus on story. I believe, yeah, or, or quests. Anyway, um, I played yeah. the first one. It was all right. I I didn't spend I didn't put a whole lot of time in it. It was I think at the time it was being marketed as like a Minecraft with Dragon Quest. Universe. I mean that's kind of what
1: it is. It's 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 Minecraft with a story. Yeah so
0: so then the next one would be the last remnant remastered
1: yeah which uh i mean that's that's vaguely saga related as well because it's uh akatoshi kawazu worked on the last remnant um i don't know much about it other than i think it's almost incomprehensible in some respects well it came out on the it came out on the 360 it was a 360 exclusive yep in like 2008 and then it, it came out in remastered form, which is the same form as it is on Switch. Came out on PlayStation Four uh, last December, uh, but it's out now. Apparently, it's only twenty bucks. Um, I might, I might bite. Like I'm mad because if like I'd rather play the Saga games as opposed to the Last Remnant.
0: Yeah, well, I'm I'm gonna give it a go. It's funny just looking up kind of the criticisms of the original release, and I guess a lot of the problems were graphic. Like graphically related.
1: Yeah, it was Square's first game on Unreal Engine. Yeah, so so it will be interesting. And to then like see, the remastered yeah. version went from Unreal Engine three to four. That was kind of the big part of the remaster.
0: So I mean that that stuff will be fixed. I, I know from what I from what I've read a lot of it like they have a new battle system and that's kind of what they're hanging their hat on is that the turn based it's like a turn based command based combat system, uh, which focuses on you like a group of enemies as opposed to individual units so i mean it'll be it, it's worth a play we'll see there'll be there'll be a review up on nintendo dot com but within the next yep. couple of weeks i'd imagine and we'll, yeah. we'll see if they've fixed any of the issues that seem to plague it a bit but um yeah it didn't it wasn't all that well received critically at the time so we'll see how it goes it it was um they didn't really show a whole lot of it either and and In the trailer, so it's a bit of a wild card. We'll see how it goes. Uh, So next up is uh, what you are excited for, Neil, the Romantic Saga 3 and Saga Scarlet
1: Grace. The humorous thing with this is that um, the last Saga game that I played I didn't like, which was Romantic Saga 2, which is out on Switch right now. Um, I think I'm going to click... Yeah, uh, Brian Rose reviewed it when it came out um, in 2017. Uh, He gave it a 7 out of 10. Um, but the cool thing about *Romancing Saga* three is that it's a Super Famicom game that never came out in America, so that that that's cool. I like the fact that a a game that never made it out of Japan is coming over in English. Um, the thing that I'm more excited about is *Saga Scarlet Grace*, which I believe the Switch version, or as well, it's uh, coming to all. Both of these games are coming to a bunch of other platforms other than Switch. Uh, But Saga Scarlet Grace Ambition. um, That was a Vita game. Uh, It was a Vita exclusive in Japan in 2016. And then it's actually already out in Switch in Japan. It came out there last year. Um, I don't really know too much about the reception of that game. At least the Switch version, specifically. But I'm way more interested in the modern version of the Saga game. As opposed to the 1995 Super Famicom version. But... I will probably wind up getting Romance of so- *Romancing Saga* three just because I will support uh, long lost Super Nintendo games being translated into English.
0: Yeah, you got to give them uh, give them the light of day so we can get it,
1: it's a uh, it's an era that uh, is sorely missed. So yeah, and also that's in the, the more Kawazu games. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you like Did you like *Final Fantasy* two? If you were one of the three people, <laughs> then this is your back. <laughs> Uh, well it'll be and they didn't give us a release date for that one so it's... yeah it just said coming soon yeah. um i mean romantic saga 3 i don't even think is out in japan on switch yet that was announced a while ago and i think both of them had rumors of western versions coming for a long time yeah
0: i'm hoping it's it's kind of during a lull of everything else because they yeah. they do interest me i can't say that they would take over like if there was something more interesting like if they're coming out at the
1: same time as dragon quest 11 then (laughs) it's probably not gonna happen like they're i mean they're they're weird games because a lot of the hook of the the saga series is that whole you don't level up you kind of do actions and you could randomly level up that action yeah uh the game uh the alliance alive as well as the legend of legacy is kind of in the same vein um uh, those those were kind of recent 3DS games. The Alliance Alive actually coming to Switch. I think it's coming out later this year in in English. Yeah. Um but yeah, like I'll probably check out Scarlet Grace um and Romancing Saga 3. Like once again, just just happy to be here. Happy happy these things are happening. Yeah, exactly.
0: And um speaking of Dragon Quest 11, they mentioned that they're still bringing it out. Again, I don't think they gave I'm... us any
1: kind of firm release date, but I mean, that looks really cool. Like, yeah. I love the retro stuff. Like, I'm very excited for that game to come out. I, I think we'll probably, um, probably by the time you're listening to this, I think we're going to get a release date during the Nintendo Direct tomorrow. Oh, that'd um, be good. It looks, yeah.
0: and it's funny too, it, it looks great. Um, the fact that the Nintendo seems to be getting the best version of Dragon Quest Eleven uh, to be to be able to flip between the uh, 16-bit yeah. and the... And the the modern graphics, I guess, and then to have the orchestral music, I think I think there's gonna be some some jealous people out there if they don't gotta switch because this this looks yeah. like
1: it might be the best way to play Dragon Quest Eleven. I'm very very excited. Looking looking forward to that one a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Another one I'm looking forward to is uh, Oninaki. Oninaki, yeah. Um, I I I feel like that game looks better than how it first showed. <laughs> um. Which, like, I mean, like, great. I'm glad it looks better. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I, had, I just have my doubts because Tokyo RPG Factory, who are the developers of Oninaki, yeah. uh, they did I Am Satsuna and the Lost Sphere, which are two games that I think were very disappointing. They tried to do a thing, which was make Chrono Trigger, I think, um, and they just did that thing very boring, and it seemed to kind of not really understand why people like old JRPGs. Yeah. um this one is more of an action rpg so maybe it's going to try to carve its own path a little bit more and maybe it'll wind up better but we will find out in about two months yeah. it's coming out on august 22nd um i'll keep an eye on it i look forward to our coverage on it i think the guys at e3 are gonna get to play it i think might even have an interview with someone
0: I'm, i don't know i'm hoping third 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 time's a charm yeah i can see them I'm ho- my hope is that with more experience, they're just gonna kind of find their niche, uh, find find something that people enjoy. Cause I kind of like the spirit of the the old JRPGs, uh, but they kind of yeah. they, they they need to find their own voice or find their own
1: style, I guess. And I'm hoping this is it. Oh uh, yeah, I'll, I'll 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 tease it here on Thursday. Jared and Donald are apparently interviewing um the Tokyo RPG Factory director, um so. I hope they get to play the game beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or else that'd be awkward. It'd be like, sir, sir tell me about the game. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we'll have, yeah, we'll have more Onanaki coverage. Um, I will look forward to seeing, like, what, what they think about it. I definitely, I hope Donald gets to play it, because I'd love to hear what he has to say.
0: Uh, before we get to to my big topic, is there anything, anything else in the Square Presser that you want to talk about first?
1: Um... No, I think I I think I'm good. Yeah, I think I think that was pretty uh, much it so for the RPGs. Yeah, so yeah, like it, it was a, it was my favorite press conference so far, and I actually think what probably made it. Well, I don't even know if there'd be any other competitor. If you were to subtract the last thing, which I will endlessly make fun of that last <laughs> thing, um, because of how much you love that last thing. Uh, but I'm extremely, extremely excited for the thing uh, that got announced. And that thing is Final
0: Fantasy VIII Remastered. Oh, man, was I and it looks... so pissed back back in, what was it, back at the yeah. beginning of the year when they announced every game except Final Fantasy VIII. Yep. And they were just holding out on me the whole time. It was <laughs> <laughs> bastards but uh yeah I, I don't think the game like they they showed a little bit I, I don't think that was from the remaster though
1: it it looked if it was it looked pretty close to the original graphics yeah like i'm curious i don't know how deep a, a remaster it's gonna be i think i saw some chatter out there that people were saying it was kind of kind of be in the line of that like the 10 and 12 um remake or i guess remasters where it's A little bit more than a than like the ports that like seven and nine were in a way but still not necessarily a full thing yeah Um, it makes me wonder if they'll be adding anything
0: because like final fantasy 12 they added in some additional content like the being able to change the job classes on like whenever you want and the only thing with that though is that like that the zodiac age like there was already like they already had the extra content made for the ps4 version and then Brought it over to switch with with the extra yeah. extra content. So it's hard to say if they'll do much for Final Fantasy VIII because then Final Fantasy VII really didn't have, like you said, they seven didn't have and nine and didn't
1: have anything. Yeah, other I than nine, the, the new sprites. I guess. I think, I think nine is just a crappy port. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Kind> <laughs> let's of get was. real.
0: Have they even fixed the music bug yet? I don't think so. Um, Not in nine. No,
1: but they, I mean they fixed it in seven, which yeah. is
0: cool. Yeah, it might be coming, but um. Yeah, like I, I, it doesn't to me. It doesn't I don't even care. Like, just the fact that it can play on Switch will be good enough for me. If they make any other kind of improvements, then terrific. I guess. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, and no, it's funny. Like on Twitter and stuff, it seems like there there's a market out there for eight. So I don't think I'm, yeah. I'm the only crazy person that was hoping for it to come.
1: Yep. Um. And I think that kind of that's about it. I, I mean, mean, there's other RPG stuff. Will we'll hopefully. I mean, we'll probably see a lot more Fire Emblem, probably more Dragon Quest XI throughout uh, Treehouse Live and everything. But I think for the purposes of the Square Conference, I think we, we hit all the, the high notes.
0: Yeah, and I, I would say easily that that was uh, the highlight of E3 so far anyway. Like, yep. really, you know, most it's the, definitely the, the 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 gameplay, just having that gameplay made such a world of difference. Because yeah. with the Microsoft, it was just, Trailer after trailer, but none of it was anything of value. It was just like, oh, here's a game. Oh, here's another game. Oh, and here's another game. And it's like, okay, like, we don't know much about the games. They don't show much, like, little to no gameplay whatsoever. Uh, it all kind of fell flat. But to me, it was, I mean, there's a couple points in the square where it kind of slowed down a bit. But, I mean, yeah. over 90, 90 then... minutes, that there's going to be lulls, you know.
1: Yeah, I felt like they and were I think to bring I think stuff a... back. Avengers was kind of a thud.
0: Yeah, it's I don't, I'm not sure what uh, I don't know why they didn't show the gameplay. It was that's that was the old, the only yep only thing that I felt they they kind of fell flat on is they they had this big reveal at the end and uh, like showing the the cinematic stuff I thought was great. Uh, but the the thing they were missing is the gameplay which they nailed with every, like most of the other games i think almost all the games showed a little bit of gameplay
1: yeah or at least it was like a trailer that had gameplay in it and they moved on yeah exactly so yeah which is fine yep. I that's but i mean the other 80
0: minutes was great so what what can i say
1: yep yeah well that's that's great i'm excited i hope that e3 i hope that nintendo's e3 direct does not disappoint me <laughs> um you can hear my thoughts after the direct in which i cry because it'll disappoint me i don't know um it'll probably be fine if they if they show if they show cool games i'll be happy even if it's not like they just announced everything i ever wanted to hear
0: yeah. well this should be enough for the rpg lovers out there to yep 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 so yeah so i hope uh everyone enjoyed the just a quick little Summary of the Square and Expressor at E3. Uh, it was just it was just so exciting. We had to get it out right away, uh, but we will have like a full E3 breakdown. Uh, we're going to be recording that Wednesday and uh, hopefully get that out to you by Thursday. And uh, so that'll include um, some of the announcements from Microsoft earlier in the week or on Sunday, I guess it was. Uh, it'll we'll touch a little bit on Square when we get Jordan and Casey on as well. Uh, and then we'll probably focus mostly on uh, the Nintendo RPGs that uh, are announced and uh, just give a little assessment of uh, how we thought the E3 in general. It won't be quite over when we do our discussion, but for, for the most part, the the major announcements will all be done. So, Yeah. Alrighty. Well, all right. I want to thank, uh, thank you, Neil, for staying up uh, in Thanks the middle of the night in, uh, yeah. <laughs> at the beginning yeah. of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the adrenaline's still pumping, so it'll be a while before I go watch. From those of us at The Thirsty Mage, we wish you good night and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye.